but it's cool that your product like you're selling a product that is good for yeah we feel really good about it you know like it's it's not the kind of thing where we're like oh you know everybody loves bread and i mean it's a staple um you know product but it's really nice to kind of like educate people and and sort of get people off the whole gluten-free thing if they don't need to be because let's be honest the way they're making gluten-free things now like they're spraying the crap out of that because they're mass producing it and next thing you know everyone's going to start reacting to that too We're sitting here with Nord Bread, um, a local bread company. I was going to say manufacturer, but that just sounds cold. And I don't know why I was going (laughs) to. Bread hustlers. Yeah, bread Bread artisans. Artisans. That's a good word. Um, We were pretty excited to have you guys in the last time. We're bread and fakers, then, actually. And then Gilmar's like, oh, no, bread company tonight. And I was like, yeah, they just got back from vacation. I'm sure that. Yeah, I totally. It was. Spaced. We are, Honestly, we should have reached out to you and just touched base. Yeah. But you guys went to Sweden? Or? Well, we were supposed to go to Sweden. And then a week before the trip, the airline went on strike. Oh, no. So we had like sort of this consolation Poconos trip. And With then, like the oh, whole no. family. And then, yeah. And then Maryland. Yeah. So, it wasn't Sweden. Yes. But we needed time off so bad. We hadn't taken. We had not had more than two days off in three years. Okay. So you needed to. Break. We needed time. So mm-hmm. did you, you went away for like a week, two weeks. We were gone for two weeks. Okay. Yeah. And as a business owner, what was it like to be away for two weeks? Well, easy. Well, easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't. Nobody's able to work independent of us. So when we're closed, like when we're not there, You're it's closed. Closed, closed. Yeah. Okay. So it takes a little bit of like that anxiety, like you know things are going on that might be getting screwed up. I mean, it's just shut down. So I mean, like I went away for almost two weeks this past summer, and like, well, like the why it was really bad was like the night before we were set to leave, I thought we were leaving in like another day. So I stopped at my mom's house to like grab some things yeah. um, and uh, like some dog food I'd ship there. And my mom's like, oh, are you ready to leave tomorrow? And I'm like, tomorrow? What are you talking about, lady? <laughs> and then I got home and like all these bags are packed. And I'm like, wait a minute. Are we leaving tomorrow? Like yeah. I'm not set up to leave. Like I'm texting the whole way down. I'm like calling <laughs> people. Like it, I think that just started things off on the wrong foot. Yeah. So when I hear people going away on vacation, I was like ready to come back after like day four. Cause <clears throat> yeah, don't get me wrong. Like pre vacation, it was like a mad oh. scramble okay. of like nonsense. And yeah. You always feel like you really end up like deserving the vacation. Like everything you get put through like the week before and all like just everything that goes wrong. It's almost like the universe is going to make you pay for like this vacation (laughs) (laughs) or really fully have you like, you know, needing it even more. It's like the last vacation Gilmar went on was you went to Guatemala, right? Yeah. It was the last real vacation for your brother's wedding. And I think like the day he came back, we had like some sort of photo shoot that he had to be at. Yeah. (laughs) The show like the next morning. I was like, what happens if Gilmar gets like stuck in Guatemala? Photoshop him in. We had to get like another photographer to come Mm -hmm. just in case Gilmar didn't because I was it was still like Corona was still kind of Uh, like I was like Gilmar's gotta get a test in Guatemala. Like what if he's test what if he's stranded there? (laughs) He's like taking selfies on the beach. Yeah, Yeah, because I felt bad because you came in at like midnight and then like it was like a farmer's market. Yeah. So you were that you were exhausted. I was like 
Port Gilmore. Yeah, dude, I got in like at 6 a.m. the day before, I think. Uh, so it was like, it was a little rough. Two hours later, you was, were seeing the sunrise. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. I had a good time. Yeah, it was still a good time. <laughs> yeah. So. Cool. But three years. Three years. Yeah, it took us that long to feel like if we left for a week that like people wouldn't forget about our product. Mm. So yeah. Cause for that's kind of scary. Least, like, yeah, I, I just felt like, um, in the beginning, our motto was kind of like never say no to anything. So uh, we would drive the bread anywhere, bring it anywhere, say yes to any farmer's market, any invitation, um, anything we could possibly say yes to. And that kind of continued over like three years. And then we kind of, is oh. that how long you've been in business? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I That's not that long of a time. No. I think you guys have some pretty serious market share for only three years yeah. in business. Yeah. Is this your first business or? Well, Danny was in construction for many years and he had his own construction business. And then I was a hairdresser for 25 years. So that's kind of like a business within a business. Okay. Um, that's a very like cliche. That's like almost like construction worker nurse. Construction yeah. worker, hairdresser. Right? Like, that's like <laughs> the top of the prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you the prostitute? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> What's going on? Got to earn that money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, OnlyFans.com slash Nordbread. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that vacation didn't pay for itself. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. The three years, and do you do you feel like it's been three years, or is it kind of like? just been crazy what's it been like technically we're in our fourth year of mm. business but um, the true ent entrepreneur answer it's like you always start before yeah. you start yeah right. <laughs> but uh yeah i mean i feel like we've got to the point now where we kind of paid our dues and uh we don't have to say yes to everything at this point you know we have uh a decent amount of like the wholesale end happening and mm then the farmer's markets are exceptional. The people at the farmer's markets, the support we get from them, uh, that really makes it all really worthwhile. Because you're getting that direct customer interaction where yeah. it's wholesale. You mm -hmm. just see the bread on the shelf, and then you yeah. show up a week later with more bread. Yeah, and due to, like, circumstances with uh, having, like, or not having a staff, actually, uh, I've been actually having to do farmer's markets where I haven't had to do them in the pre past previous years. Okay, you're sure it's, you, you used to have people go for you. Yeah, yeah. and okay. I enjoy actually getting the FaceTime with our customers now and, you know, get the feedback and just to be out and be seen again because mm -hmm. being shackled to the oven <laughs> uh, 365 days a year is definitely a grind. Yeah, so you kind of get, like, you recharged on why you're serving Absolutely. bread or yeah, that's yeah. a good way to put it. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I think I, I have relatively not a lot of interaction with our customers currently mm -hmm. or very specific customers. Whereas like other people on our team get to interact like a lot more with like the positive side of our business yeah. where I'm just right. solving a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah. So like right. I definitely can relate to getting, like getting out there and kind of being like, oh, okay, I cool. Think it's like, important. I mean, it, it's not only just kind of getting to know people and and them just kind of seeing that we are we are basically two people. If like any, if any, if ever there's been like a family run business, like this is it. It's really the two of us, and then we have some staff that'll just kind of 
they're awesome, but they like just sort orbit of around. orbit around us, cleaning up our disaster as we go. Okay, so you guys are doing the baking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So who started down the bread path first? <laughs> yeah. So basically, like, I've been gluten sensitive for quite a few years now. And um, I had gone to Sweden to visit with my family that's from there. And my cousin owns a bakery there. And he was pretty heavy into the sourdough. And when I was there, I was kind of saying, like, no thanks on the toast. And he was like, why? You can totally eat this. Like, don't be ridiculous. It's sourdough. Don't you know about this? Does he have an accent? Well, he oh, speaks Swedish he's to me, like so I don't Swedish. know. I don't. I don't hear the his accent because he's speaking Swedish yeah. to me. But yeah, 1, he does. One thousand percent, he has an accent. What does like a Swedish accent sound like? Is it kind of? I heard. I heard it now. Have you ever seen the Muppet Show? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I would say it's like they they speak British English. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I ate bread for two weeks straight. Had zero issues. Came back. Um. And was kind of like, well, this is cool. Like, we should try to experiment with making some bread just so I could have it at home. Mm -hmm. And then... And I hated the, like, frozen... Yeah, the gluten-free stuff is crap. I mean... bread that comes from... Anything gluten-free is usually a major letdown. Exactly. It's, fat, like, fat-free stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. mm. Agreed. And I stopped eating... Like, I just stopped eating sandwiches and stuff because I was like, I don't want this bread, so I'm just not going to eat that kind of stuff. And I love peanut butter and jelly. Oh, oh <laughs> you, dude, you're a peanut butter and jelly brother? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah my, my wife's a, like a fitness coach, uh-huh. um, and she made like an Instagram story the other day like like making my peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then like me eating it. And then just them just being like, yeah, peanut butter is a bad source of protein. And I'm like, there was the brunt of like the, the yeah. and I was literally like, I had people reach out to me. They're like, is this passive aggressive? Like, yeah, right. I'm like, it feels like it. Stop eating peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, I get made fun of all the time at work for like, I'll be eating a peanut butter and jelly out of a bag so I don't get the jelly all over me every day. There you go. So, That's smart. The there we go. Do you know yeah. yeah it might be turned into a peanut butter and jelly episode. I don't know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But um. So you you were how long ago was like that? Um, first I guess like experience? probably like almost five four years. years ago. Yeah, close closer to five maybe. And then yeah. I subsequently tore my rotator cuff, and he Danny had broken his back in like 2014. He had a piece of a large piece of equipment fall a on bolted him. Bolted together like Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, and he crushed him. So <laughs> okay, oh. he had had two spinal fusions and had gone back to like a desk desk style job, and mm. then you know my, me with my shoulder and. Um, when I was rehabbing my shoulder, I was making bread and he was coming home at night and like helping me. How'd you me tear your rotator cuff? I'm doing hair forever. Oh, uh, okay. Like I thought you were going to be like rear naked tear. choke Danny. No. Yeah. You're like, we're doing like MMA one day. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, right? I wish it was something more exciting than just getting old and everything's just starting to wear down. Um, but so we started doing that. Then we had like no outlet for this bread. And so I started uh, bringing it to the salon and like giving it to the girls I worked with. And then um, then I started giving it out to customers there. And then I people were asking about it. So we were making it like to um, like uh, I can't even think of the word of it. Um, they were ordering it. So we were making it. So and you were like the underground. Yeah, Nord we were bringing, I had like a baskets. bread speakeasy yeah. going on. <laughs> 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 like, no uh, licensing or no. anything. No, but that's a that's a really cool way to start a business yeah. because you're not really jump. You're you're jumping in at a certain point and committing yeah. all the way. But like you kind of like build it up slowly. Yeah, we had like control over it, and you know if something got messed up, which. It could very easily because sourdough is like a fickle beast. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel like that pressure 
that I was like letting anyone down. They kind of understood. They were sort of like excited about our journey and our, our experimentation. So, and we, I can tell this part too. Yeah. Like as we started getting like built up, like now that we're fully licensed, insured, and like have a legitimate facility, we had like a fleet of. Uh, household electric ovens in our barn <laughs> and we were literal and like a refrigerator out in the barn and my uh like i have a wood shop too so we had like ovens all over we would basically have to run around the property like pulling cold dough out of like different refrigerators running them to different ovens and it was pretty much a shit show it really uh, was yeah beginning. so it was like the british baking show where but everybody's like, running around like, I'm behind my yeah. icing. Yeah, and like, get, like ghetto style. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, except in a barn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a legitimate barn. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's awesome, though. Yeah. yeah. That's a way cooler story than if you guys just decided one day to be bakers. And, and just, got like a massive loan. And yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, yeah, we have a million dollar loan and we bought all this equipment. Right. And then, and then yeah. we decided to start selling our bread. Like yeah. you hear that sometimes and I'm like, that's scary. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, first of all, that's not very interesting, but it also, I don't think you're as invested. Like, we, like, blood, sweat, tears, like, all of that has happened. Like, yeah, tears, a lot of tears. I have yeah, to I was going to ask if there's some Danny's battle scars burnt, right there. He's got, like, ta- uh, <laughs> oven tattoos, oven t- like, crazy. Like, Danny, are you safe at home? Like, <laughs> yeah. <what's> <laughs> <laughs> sure. It's like I'm a cutter. Yeah. I hear, like, the torn rotator cuff, the broken back. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> each other up in the back here, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, blink twice. <laughs> Munchausen's. Gilmore's got, like a, like, a silent alarm <laughs> under his thing. Right here, like the bank. So, roughly five years ago, you discovered... The sourdough bread while you were away. Yeah. And then, so you came home and kind of were like, oh, I can eat bread again. I'm going to start yeah. making bread. Yeah. So we started making it, but then I started to realize um, over time that like anything that we made with that process, I could eat. And a lot of people with this like gluten sensitivity, because really gluten sensitivities, like that's really like a blanket statement. I mean, a lot of times like people think it's gluten that they're sensitive to but it's it's, it's the seven mountain dews a day yeah all the pesticides and mm. chemical fertilizers yeah. and, and, and it's all that. the fast um you know back in the day when they made bread it they didn't use commercial yeast so like the you know the process was slow like it is now the way we do it so as it's fermenting it's breaking everything down so it makes it something that's like a pre-digested food so yeah. your body doesn't have to work as hard to digest it. So you don't get like the bloating and, you know, just all the other things you get from things that are made too fast. I mean, that's just kind of like. So like I, I know some things about bread, mm-hmm. what you're doing, but I really don't. I know very little in yeah. reality. You're taking some sort of. A fermentation. Like a fermentation yeah. process. And that is what's developing into like your starter product. Yeah. Well, basically the. The starter, all it is, is flour and water that's fermenting. Okay. So every day we, like, I have about 36,000 grams of starter in a refrigerator right now that I'll pull out probably when we get done with this. And it'll ferment for 12 hours. So you just keep it, the like that in the refrigerator at a certain temperature or do you have to pull it out for it to ferment? You have to pull it out. I mean, it's the fermentation is happening in the refrigerator, but in order to make it ready for the bread tomorrow, 
we'll pull it out when we get home. And it needs to ferment for about 12 hours. So then we'll mi mix our dough tomorrow. And the key is you got to leave yourself a sizable chunk to make more out of. You know, you so like you're kind of like taking it's like cloning plants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, yeah. So the that's because like whatever the bacteria is that's causing the, the fermentation, the you need to transfer. Yeast, it's all yeah. in that fermentation right now. So do you so like basically when you have the flour and the water, you mix that and put it in the refrigerator, or do you combine it at that point? Like at what point do you combine it with like the <clears throat> Well, what happens is um, we'll mix our dough, and at the end we'll wind up with X amount. So maybe we'll give it a small feed during the day and just leave it out mm. to keep fermenting until the afternoon. And in the afternoon, uh, we mix in basically they're like five-gallon buckets, we'll say. Food grade, of course, but they're five-gallon buckets. So I will mix however many buckets of this fermentation we're going to need and we'll divide. And we've had the same fermentation going for five years now. Yeah. That's how I understand that. Like some people protect their yeah. starters. Yeah, it's, it's, like it's yeah. like a child. It's, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Like if we it's go on pet. vacation, we have to have someone take care of it for us. Okay. I thought maybe you were going to say you take it with you. Yeah. It's like you got to see it on the plate. I just picture like BT kind of, but like bread, like yeah. wrapped up. His we name is Fred. He actually does have a name, Fermentation yeah, Fred. He's, so. a, he's yeah. a living being, so he has a yeah. name. And uh, so, yeah, Fred, like, like for example, this afternoon at the end of the bake, we had like uh, 2,000 grams of starter. I fed it 2,000 grams of water and flour. And just let it sit out all day. So, so feeding it is just adding more well, flour and water. Yep. Exactly. Okay. And that's what it keeps uh, keeps it alive, and that's what makes the bread leaven, actually. Yeah. So once you add that fermentation to your flour, salt, and water, it'll start immediately to uh, start replicating. And okay. that the bacteria and the yeast to start eating all that flour and water, and for lack of a better term, it just poots out CO2. And that CO2 is what actually makes your bread rise. Okay. Yeah. And so when you're like when you're cooking it, that chemical concoction in there is like, is the CO2 like burning off or like how, what? Like is well, we you'll get it'll actually start fermenting faster for a minute in the oven, and mm -hmm. it, you get something called oven spring. So we bake right out of the walk-in, so it will let the bread rise or the dough rise. We'll divide it, shape it, put it in a, a little basket that's called a banneton, and then we'll let it rise again, and then it gets put into the walk-in overnight. Because, again, that fermentation's still going. But slowly. At a much, yeah, at a much slower rate. So does it look kind of like the product that we get in the store when it goes back into the refrigerator, or does it still need to come it up? It still needs, yeah, like yeah. it's probably like, 85% there okay. and then overnight it'll grow even more and then in the oven it'll get a little bit more yeah um, and that's called the oven spring because as the center of the dough starts to heat up the fermentation just starts getting going rapidly until the heat actually kills it Okay, yeah. so the the heat's actually killing it. It's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, it you know like when you slice open a piece of bread and you see like you know this sort of like little pockets in mm -hmm. there, 
um, that's basically like that CO2, like it has now pushed out the gluten strands and then it gets killed off, but the gluten strands have already like locked and baked into place. Right. So if you see that picture up there, like on the far right, you kind of see the little like cratery kind of looking, you know, like that okay. you can see sort of from an outside view. It's just like also an excellent CO2 fissuring uh, out show yeah. of what gluten strands yeah, are. Yeah, see those glu- those strands that those that webbing, that's all gluten. Okay. Yeah. So when people are saying they're gluten sensitive, it's those strands of protein that they're saying that they're allergic to. Okay. And those strands are like all the way through the bread. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that, like some people will ask when we're at a farmer's market or something, oh, well, your bread's gluten free. No, it's chock full of gluten. Yeah. In fact, like that's actually what gives the dough its structure. That's it's the what quality whole, that people are usually like it's the quality that allows them to eat it it's it's the it's that fermentation so you know it kind of like breaks down the the wheat proteins and um it like i said it's almost like pre-digested so when it hits your system like it's already broken down a bunch so your body doesn't really have to work that hard to digest it so unless you have celiac disease um then you're just toast yes yeah yeah no pun intended. Yeah, yeah I was saying. Then you're gluten-free <laughs> toast for sure. Yeah. Um, but um, we, a lot of our customer base, there are people that are sensitive, you know, yeah. to gluten. I'm sensitive to everything. I'm just sensitive. I'm yeah, are you? So I have to. So yeah, it's like if it's better for me, I'm probably eating it. But that's um, and then the other cool part of that coin too is uh, I think in this country especially that a lot of people that think they have a gluten sensitivity, and I might beat this horse a little bit too much, but I th- really think it's the uh, Roundup chemical fertilizer, the glossophate, or yeah. yeah, yeah, and all of that stuff that's in commercially produced wheat in this country. Um, Europe's banned all of that stuff for over 20 years at this point yeah in the late 90s they got right. rid of all that but what it makes you th- what it makes you think like w- what the more i learned about that how like the chemicals and the round the like the role roundup plays or their parent company plays like manzato or whatever yeah. it is it's just how does this how is this how do we know about this and how is it still happening like yeah. they <laughs> they basically sprayed um lake nakamixon with like a i think i'm saying a glossophy ghost whatever right. that like yeah that yeah glyc- i'm not sure glyc- 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 i'm not sure i'm not saying anything because <laughs> yeah. i'm not sure either yeah so they put that into like they sprayed that around um lake nakamixon and like over the water and stuff to kill mosquitoes and things a few weeks yeah. ago right and i'm kind of like so wait a minute Mm-hmm. The natural body of water <laughs> that runs off into like the water system yeah. that eventually becomes rain and that comes down and drinking drink water drink. and yeah. like the cow- cows are getting like I'm like we're just doing this mm-hmm. yeah like we're kind of just we're going we're going with this like or what the or the chemicals they spray on the road when it snows mm-hmm. oh, I'm like yeah. so what happens when the snow melts and it goes in the drains and then it gets absorbed like well, I'm like what are we doing here I'll, I'll do you one better like we live on uh, a small farm okay. And there is, like, we don't do any of the farming on it, obviously, but the grounds around the house we rent is farmed by a local, by a farmer. And basically, he'll come in, he sprays the whole field with Roundup to, like, kill off all the grass around there, plants right through, 
and then comes in and sprays it all with some kind of, I don't know, crazy mixture of chemicals. And within two weeks, the corn's like taller than I am mm. and, you know, planted so close together that it's amazing that it can even grow. Yeah, it's commercial farming. Yeah. yeah. And then they come in, they chip it all into a trailer and they feed it to cows, which then matriculates its way down into our milk and butter yeah. and, you know, any dairy product that's made from milk. And it's the same thing as the wheat. Um, it's just chock full of all these like random chemicals that are used in the farming process. I, yeah. I, with them, every time I hear it, I'm just kind of like, how do we do this? How do we do, like, how are we eating poison? Yeah. Right. Um, another rabbit hole I went down was like microplastics. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Have you ever done that? Yeah. That's a, that's a, miserable read i know i know it's, <laughs> it's like it's, we got plastic in our bloodstream yeah. we have plastic we have yep. unborn baby or like babies are born with and they're like testing and there's plastic mm -hmm. and i'm like what what are we what are we doing i here? know right how do we get how it, did we it we're so maddening. smart yeah like, it, it, it's it is maddening and it's like the more you know like you just can't unknow these things mm -hmm. and then honestly the more food that you're exposed to that is fresh and the more people that you meet that are doing these you know doing are farmers or like specializing in something and the more you learn about it it's like you can't go back i yeah, mean you can't. you just know too much and it's like the matrix like once you realize <laughs> there is a matrix yeah. you're just there's no going back into the yeah. matrix <laughs> that's um but it's cool that your product like you're selling a product that is good for yeah we feel people. really good about it you know like it's it's not the kind of thing where we're like oh you know everybody loves bread and i mean it's a staple um you know product but it's really nice to kind of like educate people and and sort of get people off the whole gluten-free thing if they don't need to be because let's be honest the way they're making gluten-free things now like they're spraying the crap out of that because they're mass producing it and next thing you know everyone's going to start reacting to that too yeah i think that Americans just like to be stuff. Yeah, yeah, I do. They just, I agree. They just, yeah. they just want to like have. Want to be like, all the things. Like, right. yeah. There's like, people. There's like now. There's like I hear people that I went to school with growing up that are like, yeah, like we're we're actually autistic or it's like no, dude, are you sure? Like, right. it's like or ADD. Like everybody yeah. has yeah. ADD now. Yeah. It's like yeah. back when I when I went to school, there was like yeah, there was one, one kid. One of a kid. There was like maybe <laughs> one or two kids in your grade that like yeah. they had ADD. Yeah. Like right. they needed to be yeah. medicated, but now you hear. You know, by yeah. the time I got to college, it's like all my friends were like taking Adderall to like take tests. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, I knew this kid that like needed that to like survive yeah. back in the day. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's almost like, like a fashion thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like fashionable to like have something wrong with yeah. you. Right. And I it think the be fashionable to be like go back to old school everything. Like, yeah, just being a badass. Yeah. yeah, like yeah it's I, like I like being a badass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you got crushed by metal and yeah. you're still here. You might be the Terminator. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, uh, I'm almost more machine than man. I'm like Vader. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, but I, I think gluten free is like one of those things that like you can have something wrong with you, but you can like it's a it's a relatively low risk something wrong with you because people are like oh yeah yeah gluten free or sure people equate that with like like some form of weight loss when really like, okay, yeah, if you're, if you are truly gluten-free, then you're cutting out a lot of things in your diet, like, you know, crappy foods from your diet, like, you know, donuts or whatever. Yeah, it's other it's cancellation. Yeah. Bias so it's not that the gluten-free products are like causing you to lose weight. It's just that like maybe your attention to what you're eating. Has I think shifted. that a lot about, um, the carnivore diet. 
Yeah. It's like people that go on the carnivore diet, they get all these like wild results from the carnivore yeah. diet. I'm like, but like what, how are you eating before <laughs> right. the diet? Right. Yeah. And is, that is it maybe you're just eating? <laughs> like, I think there are people that eat only meat. I only know one person and he might not be truthful about his results. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't try He yeah. carries a club and wears a loincloth. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, just eat meat. Yeah, he like loves it so much. He buys his meat from like a, a butch, like some, you know, Middle Eastern butcher down in the city and all, he brags about it everywhere. I'm like, dude, maybe you're too hard on the meat train. Yeah. <laughs> I think variation. I mean, we're meant to eat like a varied diet and we're, we're meant yeah. to eat, I think, eat like with the seasons. And I mean, you're just like. Seasonal eating is a cool concept or I mean, I don't think it's a concept. I think it just what was at one point. It was, it was mm-hmm. the old fashioned thing. And yeah. you like you would kind of like it's like bears hibernating. Yeah. Like You get ready for winter. Right. Winter is yeah. really like, you know. Winter takes three weeks too long, and you lose all the weight. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. and then you start summer well, again. It's just you know that that's another thing about like society is now it's like uh, everyone's so like want it now, and you know that's why you can get a peach in December. You know, yeah. in, in Plumsteadville. Like. Sometimes I I think about that where I'm like, oh, strawberries in January. Right. Where are yeah. these strawberries yeah. from? Right, right. Yeah. Like, Somebody have like an indoor strawberry grow. I don't know about because yeah. right. that or you know, they're coming before. from you know like somewhere in South America. And yeah. It's like the logistics yeah. of getting those strawberries to the giant per se in uh, Plumstead. Is that really like globally like a good thing to be happening? You know, uh, yeah. It's like we want to we want everybody to buy electric cars and go green and everything. <laughs> yeah, like, how about we just stop shipping strawberries in January? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what would that do yeah. for the planet? <laughs> just like a nice treat to like just be excited that strawberries came around in the summer instead of like just having access to everything all the time. Like right. everybody yeah, needs to stop being a bunch of babies. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I guess I can't get Nord bread on Amazon. No, not yet. No. <laughs> the funny thing is, uh, recently, uh, well, I guess it wasn't that recently, but it was uh, one of those like DoorDash type services, like okay. advertising our business. Yeah, and uh, without our acknowledgement, oh, consent, nothing. People do that to us, though. Yeah, really? Yeah, they do. Think about all like those promoters or the people that email us, and they're like, "Hey, we have fifty-seven renovation clients in your area." If you give me $500 a month, I'll tell you about them. Yeah, or like, right. uh, that's uh, Angie's List or any oh, of those. Okay, yeah, yeah. I actually ordered our bread through DoorDash because I was like, well, let's see what happens. Well, oh, we, that's well, a good It idea. started off, you got an email from a customer like, yeah, where's like, my bread? Exactly. Like, I ordered right. it on DoorDash. It never showed up. I'm like, excuse me? So then I ordered something on DoorDash, and then obviously it didn't show up because I yeah, never got it. Because you would have had to ship it to yourself. Yeah. Right. And um, <laughs> it, it took a lot to like get them to stop doing it was like it, it doordash or was somebody just like no, it was taking you out and it was like doordash the, the, and, and then i had read some things that the, you know they they i guess they just add people at times just to i don't i don't understand like where it where, came yeah from. but yeah. um yeah maybe it, that's just like a sneaky way to get you to like sign up i think yeah. it's it a proof of concept be like hey you got right you're getting orders yeah except oh the uh you know the thing is is that it doesn't make any sense our like customers that. have to order 48 hours in advance because like to make a loaf of bread it basically takes 48 hours you know you gotta like take it from starter to sitting uh in the cold proof for at least 12 hours um so our customers have to order 48 hours in advance. So DoorDash would quite literally have to like 
order through us. Wait time is 49 hours. Right, right exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, right. so, that was interesting. Yeah, DoorDash took three days to get this loaf of bread. So you guys don't hold any bread. You guys make it that day. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So hold like any the, bread. You make them sound like they're drug dealers. Like, well, no. They don't hold any. We're holding. You'll never see them somewhere on a shelf for a week. You know what I mean? It's I not. think you see the only place that I've seen that I've been there. I mean, I don't do our shopping. So is Organins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that shelf always looks pretty stocked. But there has been times where I go there and it's like, oh, Saturday. Well, we Everybody got their there. Yeah. Several times a week. week. Yeah. Um, But the nice thing about sourdough also is that it does have a better shelf life Mm -hmm. um, because there aren't any like preservatives in it, but the, the, uh, the fermentation acts as a a way to preserve it. So um, it can, I mean, I've actually forgotten a loaf of bread in the car for a week and still been able to take it inside, cut it up and eat it. And it was fine. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you, you just toast it at that point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Green, you got to so. come back. Spear <laughs> peanut butter on it. It's delicious. <laughs> um, so at what point? So you you started hustling bread through your you being a hairdresser, and then like how soon into that did you realize that like hey, you know I have I see opportunity here. Well, I had already kind of like not by choice but just because of my arm like I just had to quit doing hair so I was kind of sitting around rehabbing my arm and kind of thinking like what the hell am I going to do now I've been only been doing this for 25 years like so you kind of had like a transition yeah that you had to make and why not make bread yeah and it started out like slow enough that it wasn't super scary like like I said like we didn't like uh rent like a commercial kitchen right away or or buy any expensive equipment we were just kind of like Doing what we did at home, like in our, you know, fleet of electric ovens off of Craigslist. And um, then we realized, like, once we were going to service, like, the farmer's markets and stuff, like, we needed a legit kitchen. So we started working out of the Carversville Christian Church. Okay. Um, They had, like, a a certified kitchen there. Like a catering hall kind of thing. Yeah. So we did that. And then we saved up enough to buy our first, like, professional deck oven. Um. And well, it was like either buy the deck oven or not do it anymore. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was... Uh, Such a grind. Well, the ovens that they had in that kitchen were just like old style, like commercial, just like gas ovens. Mm-hmm. And to make good bread, you need a lot of steam. So okay. I had like... A deck oven's like what you see the guys at the pizza shop with. Yeah. Very similar, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Except ours is steam injected is the only difference than uh, like a and it has stone on the bottom it's really the only difference from a pizza oven um but the ovens at the christian church were just like gas old style ovens so lined the bottoms with bricks big slabs of granite in there and then uh sheet pans with uh lava rocks and uh put all that in there it would take like two hours to heat the oven up to get it up temperature mm. We'd load it full of dough and then throw ice and water in there to get the steam. And mm. we'd extinguish the oven, like burner, pilot, yeah. everything. It's a nightmare. So we'd have to, like, let it steam and then pop the oven open and, like, reach in because they were so old that they didn't have, like, the trap door on the front. They were, you actually physically had to light it inside the oven. Mm. And uh, that's where, like, a lot <laughs> of this started with my arms. And we did that for... Like three months, and 
I was like, enough. Like, we got to yeah. get a legitimate yeah, you, oven. That's when we that realized, point, like, yeah. we needed to make, like, a significant investment. That's when even you, it was scary. That's the leap of faith there. Yeah. 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 So we're up to three decks now on our oven. And that, and they've all just been, like, we've knocked on wood. Like, we've never taken that alone. We've, we've just always, like, just tried to use, like, used equipment or just just make do MacGyver everything until we could actually afford it without having to take a loan and then pay that off and then move up to the next thing. So you don't hear people starting businesses that way nowadays. Yeah. We're the same way. Like we didn't take any of the PPP money. We yeah. didn't, like, we just, yeah, we didn't do any of that. Either. We just f- work hard and uh-huh. make sure we don't spend it all. So we have it yeah. when, <laughs> when we need it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You see a lot of people, Especially, I mean, you know, in construction, you see people like, we, I call them debit card contractors. Right. Where they literally use their business debit card as like their personal debit card. Right. So they're spending money and then eventually they're like, you know, buying that Disney trip and they're like, wait a minute. I, I just took so ins- I got to finish this deck to right. pay for this, yeah. to like do this and then right. can you get yourself into this. Yeah, that's just like. Downworld spiral. No way that I can imagine us living only because the stress of the job is enough. Like just, you know, we're not really motivated by money. We've always been motivated by like pleasing people or just like, you know, creating something really cool Mm -hmm. in the community. Um, But to have like some kind of like lingering debt or something like looming over us, I think that added to just the stress of like running a business and being a married couple that run a business together would have wiped us out like yeah. two years well, ago and to what bianca's saying that's another reason why we chose to go the uh, wholesale route as opposed to having like the cafe style bakery where you know folks would come in and buy you know bread and coffee and you know, ADA bathrooms and you guys would have to open up like a bakery yeah we yeah. don't want yeah. we don't, that, we don't want a retail spot mm, that's yeah. kind of why do you need a retail spot if you have people that have already they have empty shelves? Yeah, right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. and I the like, farmers market. So that was always a conscious yeah. thing. It was kind of yeah. The, the farmers markets came first, though. The farmers that, markets came we, first, and like that is our bread, our bread and butter. Yeah. Where That's the like, farmers would you market. say percentage wise wholesale vert to farmers market? Um. Well, the wholesale numbers may be like at like a per loaf. I was more so like volume, like I would say the farmers markets gotta be at least sixty percent of like yeah. Our, we do five yeah. farmers markets, mm. um, and you know it's seasonal, but it also runs from like November until well, April, uh, April to November. Right. So I mean, there's you really get a just, little break, you get a little that break, but uh-huh. that's when the wholesale really kicks up because all the people that were buying from the farmers markets. Um, all summer, like then they they get they kind of you know get pushed to go to the wholesale spots more, and um, so it picks up then. So it kind of works out that way. But uh, so you like you started doing the baking and like we were you still doing construction at that point? No, uh. I got hurt well before Bianca did, and I was out of work for a couple of years, and I tried to uh, work for a construction company doing purchasing and estimating, mm. and. That was part of the catalyst of uh, going to rent the f- our first kitchen was uh, I was like, I hate this. I physically want to just like throw myself off a bridge. So I'm quitting and going to need something to do. So 
let's just rent a kitchen and go for it and see what happens with this bread business that we kind of like. You're doing it the side on the side at that point. Oh, it was definitely a side hustle and completely illegal in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) We had like no, uh, you know, like right now we're working underneath our ag certificate and they come, they do inspections and all that stuff. But before that we were just really just like mom and pop in it, like to the truest extent. And, uh, yeah, so then we figured, all right, if we're going to start doing these farmer's markets and we want to have this wholesale model and, like, actually make it viable, then we need to get all of our certification insurance and all that stuff together. So, uh, yeah, I was, like, gave my two weeks notice, and I had to go out to, and uh, go to Colorado for a little while to, like, sell my house out there. And then, uh, yeah, we... We just... Went for it. Yeah, we went for it after that. Yeah. I was lucky having done hair for so many years, like I I know a lot of people. You know, like I had Yeah, I have you're a well lot networked. Of, yeah, I have a ton of clients that, you know, just from all walks of life or, you know, different businesses and um that I was so fortunate to have have that because that really started that ball rolling. Yeah, that's, for sure. Because like sure. I before I came back to Pennsylvania like I grew up here and I was out in Colorado for over 20 years and I was like straight up living like the Unabomber out there. I didn't even have like the internet until like 2013. (laughs) (laughs) So by the time we started this, A, I was like new back to this area and uh, B, like I had like no concept of like the real, like the social media angle or any of that stuff. Whereas Bianca was like well versed in all that, and that was like a huge part of our business right there too is uh, the social media presence and um, your social media looks great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, she does a great job. Yeah, nice. that's all you take all those pictures yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Thanks. So you guys have very you in the, from the beginning. You kind of like. Did you ever have to define your, each other's roles or, like, have any conversations like that? Or you kind of just knew I think who did what? We're defining roles all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are certain things, like, obviously, you know, Danny knows, like, the mechanics behind things and, like, the ovens and, like, the you know, our, our building that we rent now for everything. Like, I don't know how to do all that stuff. Like, when we were kind of outfitting this new spot we're in and... Um, but then again, he doesn't understand like the social media like I do. So, I mean, those kind of things are like the obvious roles. And then Mm -hmm. we kind of just every, at this point we've been doing it for a while. So we just have like a routine routine, but every once in a while, you know, just as married couples do, like, it'll be like, you're not doing as much as I'm doing or you're not, you know, and then Mm -hmm. it's like, well, you should do this for a minute or you should try to see where I'm. And, and then, you know, we quickly just settle. We're both like, all right, let's just settle back into our roles. (laughs) Things are going to get screwed up here. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely uh, a good mix because I'm not like crazy social anyway. So it's definitely much better to have Bianca in that role. Uh, she's definitely more the face of the business, and I like being behind the scenes anyway. So I enjoy that that role more, except at the farmer's markets. I, that's the only time I don't mind. Yeah, because you're connecting over your product. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's much easier that way, you know. Yeah. 
Because I can't be socially awkward, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody in this room, maybe not you, yeah. can be socially awkward. Yeah. That's the part of the reason why I was also in construction most of my life. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like... Would uh, you, what did you do, like, when you were your own company, did you, were you doing, like, renovations, new construction? Um, I mostly did, like, new home construction, foundations, and uh, custom home framing. Okay. So I would be, like, the first one in, first one paid, first one out. Hmm. That was, like, my model for that business. Yeah, you didn't want to wait until the end of the project to see if they sold it or not. Well, or at the end of the project, too, like, the painters and, like, the trim guys, they're always, like, waiting on their money because mm -hmm. someone's like, well, we kind of went through the budget. We're like, you'll get paid. Don't worry. I was, like, the first one in, first one paid, first one out. So that was my whole deal. Yeah, that's smart. So whose idea was it to like keep it wholesale rather than i think it was both ours yeah really. i think just you know having dealt with like the public for so many years and just seeing like the potential fuckery that that can bring yeah it just seems like it's much more in our con under our control like you know now our spot is technically a wholesale spot like do people come in to see if we have extra Sure. You know, uh, people, do they pick people up? People know where the back cave is. Yeah. Like, do, <laughs> yeah. do we have it's a big the sign out there? But when they come in, I think they're, I always tell everybody, like, this is technically a wholesale spot. You know, you could pick up here or whatever. But I think if they have they, to wear a hard hat or. Yeah. I feel yeah. like they, they just feel like they're allowed to come in and do, like, they just don't complain. Like, I think. They know. They, they just know, know they're just sneaking in, and they're not really supposed to be there. And I think that it just makes it a lot easier. I think like people. That's kind of like when people like enter in through like the back of the restaurant because yeah. they know the sure. owners. They're like, I'm gonna come through the kitchen. I'm like, don't you, don't go through the kitchen. It's yeah. slippery yeah. as shit. You're wearing dress shoes. Like you're gonna bust your ass. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And plus, <laughs> like, like when people come into our spot, it's not like uh, a very like warm and embracing kind of feel when they walk in uh it's oh, it like, is warm yeah it's it is warm <laughs> well it depends like because our building's like i said a chicken coop so in the winter it's cold as all can be but in the summer it's also the exact opposite yeah. it's like hades and it's very yeah. small in there like we have how many square feet you think it's like a thousand square a thousand feet. square feet oh, so everything no. is on wheels so like we have a different configuration like as the day goes like on hourly hour <laughs> like everything moves and yeah. and switches and turns and we've tried to make the best out of all the space but that doesn't really leave any room for customers so if they do kind of walk in like they they really have one spot to stand in yeah, like it's like the, the doormat yeah, yeah exactly it's like, it's like a three by three area that they can come in and like be there because every other square inch is being utilized and there's something there like it's either like a bread rack or a um, mop bucket or a person or a table or something you know what I mean yeah. and every like like Bianca was saying everything's on wheels so we're constantly like, moving stuff around to like uh, transition to like the next phase so like all right we're mixing now and then we'll move stuff around while baking's happening and then we'll get all that stuff out of the way for dividing and shaping and yeah it's not like a very like hospitable experience when customers do walk in yeah. even if they're just picking up an order it's like here's your order have a nice day you know like <laughs> get them out the get door yeah. your bad self yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, i mean we've had everyone's been cool that has come in like we, we haven't had any 
Karens or anything like that. Mm. Like we've been very lucky. Mm. Everyone they're out there. Cool. You gotta, oh. you gotta oh. watch. I know. You gotta watch. I meet him at the farmer's market occasionally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I was just trying to call a Karen before I came in here. Mm. Her name's actually Karen. She oh. works for the water department. <laughs> <laughs> She's been trying to now track me down. Act like it's true Karen. Nah, I got her voicemail again. <laughs> so it might be a Karen move. Right. Yeah. 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 She's, if she's listening right now, she's like, oh, I can't wait to call him back. Yeah, <laughs> I, she probably doesn't listen. <laughs> oh, she it's actually kind of wild, though, the people that you find out that listen. Sometimes, like, I would say seven out of ten times, you're like, oh, like my mom's friends or things like that. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, you listen to the show. That's mm, going to be I interesting when the next week comes out. <laughs> yeah. I was talking about you. But <laughs> yeah. I know. We're, we're not always known for. Uh, I don't know. We get ourselves in trouble. We both have like filter issues at times. Some more than others. That's yeah. fine. Oh, You're in good company. Yeah, uh, yeah I'll, I'll take. I'll own that one. I'm the HR nightmare, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, big time I, HR nightmare. Yeah. 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 The, the meetings and stuff. They joke all the time. They're like, "Whoa, HR." I'm like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. There's no yeah. HR. Right. Right. They I'm fired the H- him. Well, the, the thing is, like, I'm the HR. So, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> who am I going? scold myself like bad daddy i I do that yeah you just like put them in the corner i just like give the face like are you fucking kidding me like (laughs) i usually get the like under the table my wife will just (laughs) watch it Uh uh-huh but yeah i'll be getting that a lot this weekend we're going down to the shore and we're gonna like see my mom so the entire time she'll be like be nice (laughs) be nice to your mom i can feel it right now (laughs) So you guys started, well, it was like three or four years ago. You did, you were pre-corona. Yeah. It was like a year, our, our bit, yeah, like kind of like our first yeah. real year in business. We well, were like corona in year, COVID. Yeah. And, it, and we realized that it was. Um, Bread's like toilet paper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. During that time, yeah. we were busier. Were... We were really busy. And we actually kind of felt bad about it for like just a half a second. Um because, you know, all my friends were hairdressers, so they were all out of work. Mm. And then a lot of our other friends were in the restaurant business, so that was crumbling. And we're just like, sorry, guys, we can't hang because we're so tired. We're so busy, you know. like You know, we're trying to figure things out over here. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Danny, load the loaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was just... It, yeah, I said right. laundry. We're not like, working, honest. We're yeah. Totally yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, we, did, we, we definitely tried to give back. I mean, we set up a free bread... Uh, program which was awesome because our our customers are so great that they actually contributed to it so well that it did not come out of our pockets so we were able to like subsidize loaves of bread so anyone could email us and they didn't have to say anything except for here's our address and we'd like to we'd like a loaf of bread and it's kind of crazy how that happens without government involvement yeah Mm -hmm. it's like kind of like communities i don't know about like a huge city but communities like ours yeah you like you don't really need, even though it happens, Yeah, you don't need that involvement because people just tend to do it. We, step we in. We have the best customers that way. I mean, every year we try to do some sort of a fundraiser. Um, one year, like, we had a bunch of college kids working with us. So, like, at the end of the summer, we did, um, like, a fundraiser so that we could send them off to school. Like, we matched whatever our customers um, donated. So, we were able to send each of them off with, like, 1500 bucks to start out school with, like, uh, two years in a row, we've um, we do kitten rescue. That mm. was like another. You're a cat lady. No, I was never a cat lady. Okay. And in fact, until we were at the Carversville Church, like we came upon like a 
a cat hoard and like a kitten hoard situation. So we kind of stepped in. We're like asking a, like a, a true cat, a lady. true cat lady. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we, we, just... we started like trapping and spaying and neutering. And then we were, you know, had these <laughs> kittens and then we, we kind of joined forces with a, uh, a rescue out of Doylestown. And, uh, now we've had like, we've actually fostered, um, we've had, I think we're in our 70th kitten. Damn. Oh yeah, my goodness. I know that have gotten homes and all that. So, um, yeah, I guess we're, and then, it, like, to that note, also, like, there was also, like, I think almost 40 adults that we trapped, spayed, and or, neutered. Or yeah. neutered. Okay. Yeah. Trying to, like, the fix Nord the force. problem. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. Like, <laughs> nuts. I mean, it really is kind of nuts. Like, Social we're, justice warriors. Yeah, yeah. We're, like, you know. That's where all the Karens went. Right. <laughs> yeah. You trapped them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They've been leaning out in Doylestown area. Right? <laughs> I wish. Yeah. When, they see your, when they see your car coming, they just scatter. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we have a lady out back here that... Um, she's actually, I've, I've got some intelligence on her. She's the second round of cat lady. So there's a farm back, like probably 300 yards behind our building uh. and they've got farm cats. Yeah. So every day this lady will drive around our office parking lot, stop her car, open her car door, leave her car door open, swap the food that she leaves like in the bushes over here. Yeah. And then like you see these monster cats come out of nowhere and they're like they're not malnourished i'm like no. they're yeah. eating twice a day yeah, like right. they're eating the farm food <laughs> yeah, and they're and coming that, over here for like this yeah lady. i mean just yeah. feeding without doing anything to prevent all the like babies they're having like that is never gonna well it's kind of interesting i know that i know for a fact there's probably raccoons getting down on the food too oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. like it's like this lady thinks she's like doing it i know she thinks she's really helping the world and but I asked like somebody involved with like the landlord or like the management company, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's like actually not the first lady. So the, she had to like pass the baton onto her because she's something, ha- something happened. She got like too old to yeah. do it." The so I'm crazy like, "This is thing about all those cats, multi generational." Yeah, but the crazy thing about all those cats too is like the woman in Carversville. There wasn't a bird, for a mouse, or like a oh, chipmunk yeah. like, for they, like she changed you know, the whole a, ecosystem of yeah. like the whole house. <laughs> it, like it was like the epicenter of death was this house yeah. because these cats were just like eating everything they could. She's like, like an environmental terrorist. Yeah. yeah, she pretty much is. She's <laughs> yeah. like pretty much just destroying the ecosystem yeah. around <laughs> Carversville, and. Uh, and we need you. We, what you should have done is just gone out and gotten bigger birds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Carversville would be brought by like <laughs> eagles or, or something. What eats cats? Wolves. So let's get wolves <laughs> and really right. in Carversville. Yeah, the population is dwindling. <laughs> yeah. See how we get rid of these cats. Yeah. So you guys, by to get rid of the cats, you actually had to like take care of the cats. Then. Well, so 70, I mean, you're in your seventieth kitten, which entails like you getting them super small. We get them super, like, less than a pound. We, you know, we get them spayed, neutered. You know, they get all their medications. They get all their shots. And then they get adopted into a nice family. And scoop litter boxes so, daily. Yeah. It's out of hand. So it's I'm a dog person, really, yeah. at heart. Yeah, yeah. He saw Rambo and he started to cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like yeah. not seeing anybody for years. And you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my God, you, so they cool. still exist. Yeah, we, <laughs> we had... We had dogs too, but it's just rough with our schedule. So there's yeah. just. What's your schedule like? Because you said you guys are going to leave here, you know, and then go back to work. Like, do you guys well, work? Just to pull the starter. Yeah. Um, but I usually start around 4 a.m. and I like 4 to like 2. Yeah. 
Danny works like four to two. I get up at like quarter to six and I like get all the like invoicing done and whatever like things I have to do on that end of things. And then I go to work by seven. Um, like six to three kind of situation. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And then, you know, it's mostly weekends. And then like really we have off right now during farmer's market season, we have off from about two o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday until two o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday ish. And right now we're short staffed, so now we'll do the Sunday farmer's market. One of us has to do that. So really, yeah, there's really no time off right now. And there's no time to mess around. There's no there's no rest for the wicked. No. Yeah. yeah, I have always, when I like I worked in the restaurant business for a little while, and every now and then again, you would, you would never see the bread guy because he would deliver the bread so early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> but one night we were at the, we were like, we had just like a crazy <laughs> night and we were there until super late and then we started drinking. So like, here's like the entire wait staff, like still there as the sun's coming up and the bread guy was like <laughs> there before the sun came up. I'm like, what is this yeah. every day? And I like was pretty young. So I put it together. I'm like, wait a minute. That's what he does for a living. Right. Like he has to get up early and they're like, yeah. And then he, when he wakes up, he has to go back and like make, Right, like he probably doesn't sleep. I do it. Yeah, I'm it's like, it's a rough schedule, and I mean, we're lucky because you know we kind of created like what was going to work for us. So I mean, our wholesale accounts like they don't get their bread at like four or five in the morning. Like their the bread shows up between nine, eleven. My dad's our delivery guy. He's like a seventy seven year old like retired from construction dude. Who, it sounds like you can trust him an, with the bread. Yes, mm -hmm. he's an <laughs> HR nightmare too. Like, but people people love him. But he shows up and he's like this little Italian guy. He's just like, oh, here's your bread, you know. Just like, yeah, so. yeah. So you got Dan Danny in the yeah. construction business over here at yeah. a piece of metal fall on them yeah it sounds like you guys are like a kind of like a syndicate of some kind you guys like the bread, bread mafia, mafia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. bread mob up in there carversville wrangling up wrangling cats, cats. Yeah. i'm like wait a minute it's funny though that you mentioned like the bread being delivered at your restaurant while you guys are you know hanging out there late because i'm at my bakery uh early and cross keys diner we literally share the parking lot with them like we're right behind them and the guy that delivers their bread looks like he should be from Middle Earth. I'm not even kidding. Like, <laughs> he, I, yeah. I think he can only be out, like, after dark. Like, <laughs> he can be, like, yeah. around when the sun's out. Because, uh, yeah, he looks like an orc or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I was just going to say orc, but I didn't want to be the nerd in the room. No, I, <laughs> he's, he's an orc. An orc because, like, he, he's, like, a, a, a big guy and, like, has only Both one of my eye. legs couldn't fit in his one compression sock. Yeah. He wears. And he just has like this hook that he drags everything around with because he's not very mobile. And yeah, like, I think that. It, you like throw him up like the Spock across the <laughs> <laughs> Like shoot a flaming arrow up in the air and it'll come. Like, I don't know. But. Yeah, I watched uh, last week, I watched some Jamie Foxx movie about vampires. And then we watched Constantine the other night. Okay. And like driving to work this morning for some reason would like I have no idea why this idea popped up into my head, but I was like I feel like I could handle that responsibility about like knowing about vampires and not telling anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like we might have to set up like a hidden camera thing up there and just see what this guy's deal right? is. Start right. my career. Yeah. Like we'll put one of those like uh, magnetic trackers on the truck and see where he goes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Where just his, like crypt is. Just duct tape and air tag onto his car. <laughs> 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 he probably, he probably, he's, he's probably up in uh, what's above above Plumstead, Plumsteadville. 
like, like Ottsville. Yeah, he's probably like Ottsville or what's like even mm. above that. I, I kind of feel like he but Upper Black Eddy maybe. Yeah. I feel like he probably lives. That's at probably the Q his Mart. name. Yeah. <laughs> <Q> <laughs> yeah, he lives in like behind those double doors that yeah. people are too scared to go. Yeah, he's in a cage. It is really so. I hope that guy listens to the oh show. My God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. It's fine like, because he doesn't <laughs> like me anyway. Like, we already like. He's like, how do like, they know? Yeah. He's <laughs> like, when I, when I first started work baking out there, I'd see him in the morning. And I'd be like, hey, how's it going? And one day he's like, Nord bread, huh? And I was like, yeah, we make bread. You know, you deliver bread. We should like have some kind of like. I feel like this here. is like the start of like West Side Story. Like yeah, you guys like you guys like, like just like pull your switchblades <laughs> out. Right. Like I have like a baguette, and he's got you know like a, a hammer made out of a loaf, and he's like coming at me, <laughs> battling it out in the parking lot. Yeah, that's what if it's very much more contentious relationship than uh, like you know a brotherhood of bread. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I feel I feel like a whole new level to your social media is going to be on the way. Just like bread armor. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I did sledgehammers made out of we bread. We had um, Danny and I like have different ways that we shape things. So that middle picture up there is a baguette. And that's my baguette because it has a pointy end. Like his oh, are very... end. Well, that end's pointy. So I think it's mine, but it kind of blunted out up there. But Danny's are very blunt. You just don't want to admit it's yeah. mine. It's, <laughs> we're just a little bit competitive. Can you? Tell? So can we go to like say we just like pulled up to Organon's? Like, yeah. would we be able to be like Danny formed this? You one? can with the pretzels. With the pretzels, you can for the sure. There's like his and hers. Like he has his shape, I have my shape, and then our people that help us like have some fucked up shapes. Like yeah. Yeah, you could, like, you guys could do like a spinoff of like left Twix, right Twix. Uh, oh, yeah. for sure. like, yeah. yeah, I'm Danny only baguettes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> his his are blunt force trauma and mine are stabby. I no, my wife's going to so. pull it out. I'm going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not a Danny. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's funny. It's cool that you guys are like still that small that you can be yeah, like. We can, yeah. We, we've had our hands on like every single thing. And that's the hardest thing I think about. I mean, first of all, it's been hard to grow because nobody seems to want to work, work right anymore. now. Yeah, it's, where did all the people go? Yeah, I felt Ex- like I think like Xbox and uh, <laughs> you know that whole mm-hmm. scene is really like eating away at the workforce. It's like, yeah, yeah I've got five thousand dollars in crypto. I'm uh-huh. riding. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, get a job. Yeah, I mean, we we always seem to like find someone when we need someone, so it just kind of seems to work out. Um, but you know, our, our, we haven't, well, we're about to start with someone who has experience and like, this is like what she does for a living, but mostly we have like college kids or people that are kind of like in between jobs and they're just kind of helping us out for a while. And that's great. But then they always like go back to like their real job or their, their biology real, degree. Yeah. 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 We just had like a physician's assistant work with us all summer. She was great. Like, but you know, we always know just we're going to lose the them. Um, yeah, and the most cop, like, when there's, like, professionals that come and, like, help us out, it's always, like, oh, I kind of want to learn how to make bread, and I don't want any other stress, and, like, I can just come here and, like, do my duties or whatever and mm-hmm. go home, and I don't have to take anything home with me, you know? Yeah. Because that's our job to take it all home. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if they could just come in, they could, like, you know all right, I'm a baker for half a minute. And then, all right, now I can go back to being yeah. a physician's assistant. Or, mm. But we've met a lot of cool people just because they aren't in the same line of work. And um, we've definitely like had a lot of fun with, you know, all the people that have come through. And so, 
what's the like what's the next move then are you guys planning on growing larger is, are things good at this level I, I like this level. I mean, I think that, like, we're always afraid to say that, like, we don't... I mean, of course, there's, like, room for growth. Um, I think that it would be nice, like, when we have someone else who is does have, like, you know, experience and has, like, you know, the same skills set that we do so that we can have, like, a little well, time to work on other things and not just be so much, like, in it all the time. Yeah, we do have to grow in that respect. We have... To grow the business a little bit larger to like sustain having more quality help so that it isn't just Bianca and, and myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there is going to have to be an acceptable amount of growth that's going to have to happen. It's like sustainable growth. Like yeah. you're not going to blow Correct. up very quickly, mm-hmm. but very like yeah, and methodical. We never aspire to be like an Amoroso or, you know, Strowman's or something like that. We definitely want to stay. Uh, with a like a micro bakery kind of look, but um, we probably need about another thousand square feet and like two good employees and whatever that yeah. looks like as far as growth is mm. probably where we will wind up. Okay, yeah. not bad. Yeah, I mean we've always talked about from the very beginning we wanted to have like sort of like the ice cream truck like that would you know so it would be the bread truck that came into your neighborhood with the. Uh, a little cool. sound, and then like you could come running out on a Sunday and just grab bread for your Sunday dinner, and that somewhere there's like a parallel universe that there's like a bread truck instead we're, of an ice cream truck. <laughs> but we're uh, kind of jammed up because like, what would the bread truck music be? Yeah, um, yeah. You do know. you do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, <laughs> violins, no cellos. I feel like it'd be just like which was was it yeah. in South Park the D note. The Dino, or you <laughs> just like the super bass? Are you shit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like the bread version of that. Okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but you get hungry for bread. That's what yeah, it's just yeah. like this. Or like it like, sounds like a or you ship just drive horn. around in a truck, like with the Dino going. <laughs> <laughs> like, Clean out your systems, face. folks. Yeah. Make room for the bread. Stomach starts rumbling. <laughs> yeah, I picture I picture like maybe like a foghorn off of a like a very yeah. eerie thing, yeah, right? and just like here comes the bread man. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Cause he, I think I, I think I got that because we were talking about the, like the the dude from Notre Dame that delivers bread. Yeah, over <laughs> the orc. yeah like yeah. the orc. Yeah, yeah like maybe he already like, uses that. It, uh, might... Like the sh- uh, Joe Fur or whatever, like the big horn. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, like a Viking that. horn or something. Yeah, at four a.m. Yeah. This yeah. is working out. Yeah. At four a.m., everyone's like the bread's here. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you wake up. <laughs> I, I had a question about you guys. This. Um, how specific you guys get with your bread? What what kind of flour do you use? Like, do you choose specific flours, or is it just all purpose? Yeah, we've run tough with uh, Montana wheat because it's non-GMO and it's uh, 100% chemical-free. Um, that's, that's like, the, uh, probably the biggest flour we use, and then we use Castle Valley Mill um, for, like, their spelt and uh, rye wheat berries and a number of other things and that's about it besides uh the montana wheat and uh castle valley mill that's those are our two biggest suppliers so we pretty much make everything from those two yeah we had like wheat flour rye flour um like an unbleached white and then we have spelt flour and those are that's pretty much it are you guys like is there anything about your process that's like proprietary or like a secret 
step or something. Well, like that. I, always, I always tell or people when they come into like work with us if they've ever, if they have any kind of experience. I'm like, you may just watch us and be like, what the fuck are you guys? Doing <laughs> that was that was like kind of my question that yeah. I was going to get yeah. into. Like, you have this person that's coming. Yeah. That has some experience. Like, oh, yeah. she, is there some she worked with us for one day, and I guess like she, we didn't scare her off. Like, yeah. but um, in a couple of weeks, when she feels comfortable to tell yeah, you, maybe she'd be like, maybe she'll you be like, stop "Why are you guys doing way? that?" Like, because I mean, we just don't we don't have any um, formal training, yeah. and we've never worked at a bakery, so yeah. everything that we've kind of come up with is just from us being like, "Well, that other thing really screwed everything up, so let's just try this and." Now we have like, uh, you know, we just have a very set way of how we do everything. I mean, we're always open. So, I mean, if this, the woman that comes to work with us, if she's like, all right, you could probably save a lot of time or whatever doing it like that. We're not like, um, it's not like an ego thing at all. It's just like what worked for us. Um, and you know, you kind of get like, if you get a good product and people like it, like you just don't want to mess with it too much too. Mm. So. How many products do you guys have? Like, what's the lineup? Uh, we have five different flavors of, like, of the bread, like the bowls, bowls and the batards. Like, yeah. the, those on the top left corner there, like that kind of shape. Like ovals or rounds, yeah. basically. And so we always have um, plain rye, honey whole wheat, and super seed, which is pumpkin chia and sunflower. And then once a month, we change out one of the flavors. So we try to uh, connect with the local farmers and then we see what's in season, and then we make something, and we buy up, like, their uglies, you know, like, stuff that they can't sell to customers, and then we make something out of that. And then we have baguettes, soft pretzels, um, and then English muffins, and uh, and then the we have, like, all, all of our pan loaves that are more like the German style, like, very dense, heavily seeded breads. We have a couple of those as well. Like so. five. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And that's, like, manageable right now. Would you add anything there's mm. any plans to add anything? I always want to add like little shit. I'm the one who comes up with, like, came up with like the uh, English muffin idea and everything. And it does, it takes off and they're delicious, but it's like. Baking 25,000 little pieces yeah. is mad. He's just always <laughs> like, why? I'm like, but, yeah, yeah. Like, I just like, I, like, sneak it by him. I'm like, we're just going to try English muffins just for a day. And he's like, all right. And the next thing you know, I'm like, all right, uh, we have, an, or- we have an order from Kimberton. We need, like, <laughs> yeah, I was on board with the English muffins. Uh, uh, but it was contingent on getting the third deck for the oven because yeah. with two decks and trying to keep up with like bread production, I was like faltering hard. So we had an opportunity to buy a third deck. Um, and I'm glad we did because that's the only reason why we're able to pull off uh, doing the volume of pretzels and English muffins that we currently do. Uh, otherwise, yeah, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, we, we wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, we put out, like, a lot of stuff for when you think about how very little, like, our whole deal is. I think a lot of people assume that, like, there's more happening, you know. Just sometimes I get, like, an email and, like, oh, you should talk to your marketing. Or I'm like, yeah, I'm the marketing person. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, the bookkeeper, accountant. Like, this is the, you know, like, we're it's basic, it's just us. I feel that because people... We've, I mean, we've grown into a larger company than we once were, but we're still really small. Yeah. Right. So sometimes you'll meet people out and because of the social media presence that we have and like how good it looks a lot goes to Gilmar for doing that. Like people think 
the wild things. Like they'll think I'm like as rich as Trump. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, look, like, I've been at this a long time. Yeah. It took us a long time to get this recipe yeah. to where it is now, where it like right. looks as good and we yep. do the business that we do. Like it's not very, it's, people think it's a lot more glamorous. Yeah. It's I like, think people assume there's nothing glamorous about yeah, that it's like easier work. too. I mean, we have had a couple of people that come to work with us and like, they're seeing us like three years in. So like we kind of have like a well-oiled machine at this point. Mm -hmm. So I think they're like, oh, I could do this, you know, and they kind of like branch off for a minute. And you know. it always goes like we're like you feel good about it right now. But in three years from now, you'll look back today yeah, and, and be, be like, like, how are we doing it? I know, right? I know. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. Yeah, yeah. I think that's great. I think it just goes to show that like you are always evolving and you're always changing. And that's what any business really has to do. Well, and as like a human being, like as long as you're always willing to learn something, you're always going to be able to like not just grow like in business, but grow as a person too. And, mm. you know, you have to be very open to other people's thoughts and opinions and, I mean, to a point. There yeah. comes a certain point. Don't open just, yourself up too much there. Big yeah, yeah. there <laughs> comes a point where you're like, yeah, your opinion really doesn't need <laughs> yeah. to balance. But, um, yeah, like. In order to evolve, you have to be able to, like, take a look at your stuff and see other things and kind of, like, find a balance of, like, the two and work with what works for you. And um, I think that's a, a big thing for small businesses is that um, you can't be so stuck in, like, all right, it's got to be done this way, this how, and whatever you know yeah. you, you have to do what works for you and what actually works for your business um and i think uh yeah that's the only reason why we've gotten yeah, sometimes we're like how do we have the audacity to be doing this right now like at times you know but i think that's kind of what you need to have like if you're going to be a small business you just have to have that i don't know just kind of like yeah, I think there's a, we, we use the term a lot, uh, entrepreneurs. They, like, want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Right. Because the way, I think it has a lot to do with social media. Mm -hmm. I cool. think, but, I, I mean, at the same time, at one point in our country, like, in the early 1900s, like, World War II and before, like, 70% of the business in the United States was small business. Right. Yeah. And then over the time, it kind of shifted into, like, everybody working for these huge yeah. companies. So, I guess we're kind of maybe getting back to that, but because of social media, the idea of being an entrepreneur is yeah very glamorous. Mm -hmm. When behind the lens, it's no, it's, it's actually it's quite miserable, and yeah, especially yeah. it's baking, a lot of like, work. <laughs> like what you guys do is just just it seems like a lot. It's a grind. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it's a grind. But we, I think, just our love for not just you know the bread, but just like just watching the evolution of Nord and just when people are out and they're like, you know, we love your bread or like anything like that really fuels us. And it just makes it so exciting that like, you know, we'll just think about it sometimes like, wow, look, look what we created. Like, this is so cool, you know? And that kind of gets us through the times when, you know, I don't know any of the myriad of things that can happen with business any day when we're. And there, there's been like several people that have like either worked for us or friends of ours or whatever and see that like we're having some success and think, Oh, well I'll just go start a business. It, you know, if they can pull it off, it's super easy. We'll do it. And, uh, they quickly learn that it's 
working for yourself is very challenging yeah. and it is a lot of work. Yeah, um, a lot of sacrifice, you know. Yeah, well, definitely a lot of sacrifice. Yeah, there was a saying or something I, I heard or saw a couple of times on like Instagram or something where I was like, oh, I'm going to start a business and make my own schedule. And my schedule is I work all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, That's if we so really true. figured out, like, you know, how many hours we work and how much we make, I'm like, you, Danny was like, don't do that. Don't ever. Don't, don't do ever. That. Don't, don't ever. ever. Do that. No. I've, I've told everyone that I know that's, like, going to start a business. I was like, yeah, for, like, the first, like, year and a half, two years, don't ever, ever think about hours in and money coming in. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. one thing is, like, uh, a leader, an entrepreneur was a struggle for me in the beginning because I was working so hard that I kind of just like expected everyone else to kind of like fall oh, yeah. in. Absolutely. And then like over the years I realized like, you know, you're going to have people that, you know, want to get there at seven thirty and leave at three thirty, yeah. and like they'll be packing their car up at three twenty. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, you're like, but you also have the guys, um, that are, I guess they're called entrepreneurs where they're like part of a business. They're like, they didn't start the business, but they work just as hard. Yeah. They treat the business like it's their own. Mm-hmm. And it's those employees that you like really have to hold on to. Cause they're the ones that like help you really grow. You got some names yeah. for us. Like, <laughs> Cause we're looking for no, people. No, right no bread yeah. makers. But it is true. I mean, we tell everybody like, you know, we understand like this is our passion, you know, like this is our baby. You know, we expect when you're here to like give it your all, but, you know, this is our baby. And if you have an idea for something like you're really passionate about, like what can we help you with? Cause we have given people the opportunity to kind of like springboard off of our thing, you know, with something obviously That's similar, really cool. but um, we're always, always, always open to that and tell people that work with us all the time. Like what do you, you know? I, I love being around people that are passionate about what they do. Like I, love being around like a you know a crew that's like happy and having fun and i mean i'm so sensitive to like people's energy especially in such a small space that if someone's miserable like i can't take it you know like you Mm. gotta go or or tell us like what it's gonna like what you need to like make this exciting for you or do you have a passion that we could help you to develop but um just coming in kind of being like ho-hum at work like it's just not gonna work yeah, if we, I mean, at this point, I've had a lot of people that, like, have worked with me or transitioned um, successfully or not successfully. I think it comes down to when I see people leave and they're not really, like, they're the seven to three and they won't work extra. Or yeah. If there's a huge deadline and everybody stays late, they don't. Right. And then you come to find out, like, oh, you're leaving to start your own business yeah. or you're leaving to do this and you think it's going to be easier there. Yeah. I'm always, like, I'm always like face value. I'm like, all right, good, good for you. Uh-huh. I'm happier, you know, whatever. But inside, I'm just kind of like, you're not going to, no. you're going to be just as not well off there. Exactly. Whereas when people have left here to kind of start their own thing and they like had like some, that X factor where I'm like, oh, you're going to like, you know, you put in your time here. You helped us out yeah. as like mm-hmm. a team and a company. Like I, w- what do you need exactly help wise for me? Yep. Um, and that's always so rewarding to kind of like be the stepping stone for somebody's like next big thing. I've always found like a lot of appreciation for that, but you got to have to like have what it takes to do that next thing. Absolutely. You know, you can't want it enough for them. 
Like, we wanted this enough to make this happen. Like, you can't yeah. want anything for somebody else enough to make it actually happen. Like, you see what goes into, like, having your own thing. It's like, yeah, it's it's it doesn't turn off. Do you still find, do, like, do you still have time to, like, see the people you used to work, like your hairdresser friends or the yeah. restaurant people? Yeah, like, I try to. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I definitely try to stay connected with, you know, my friends, or sometimes it's even hard for us to stay connected, like, with our family. It's just, it's hard to manage all the, like, just the time. Yeah, because you feel like if you take your eyes off of it for a second, there's, and it's only you guys yeah. doing everything right now, too, so it's got to kind of, like, take your eyes off the wheel, like, yeah, what happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely true, and, like, I, um, I, I feel like, when I'm not working, I try to, you know, either socialize, which not so much really. Uh, I mostly try to keep up with like my hobbies kind of stuff. And yeah. that, that part I, I, I miss, especially during the summer we're in the farmer's market season. Like I, I just recently got into like, uh, trying to blacksmith so I can teach myself to blacksmith. Okay, and, it's like uh, the most badass yeah, hobby that somebody crazy. just pull out of their pocket. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to be like, what, what kind of hobbies do we got yeah. here? Yeah. We're, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, we're like yeah. catching cats yeah. for yeah. fun. <laughs> <Play> like, <laughs> <laughs> a, it's too hot in the summer to mess around with that. And B, I just don't have like zero time, but yeah. I still like go out there and like check out my stuff every once in a while. Yeah, a ranger metal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Call it the man cave, uh, just to hang out there with like my tools surrounded by them. Yeah, like I thought maybe you were gonna say like glass blowing or something real random. I did not see blacksmith. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Do, like, what else do you do for? Ho- you said hobbies. Like, do you have anything else that like? Um. Well, there's the. I just just tried to like. I'm just starting to get into like the blacksmithing thing. Um. Then I also like uh like woodworking. Okay. So I've got like a million tools for that. And then um uh like during the summer like I like to go uh paddle boarding, but that's not nearly as cool as yeah, playing with molten metal. <laughs> yeah. Making your own arrows in yeah. case the world comes to an end. They're gonna be like making bread and arrows. Right? Like bread and arrows. <laughs> yep. Where did you guys come up with a name for Nord? Like what is Nord? So it's a, like a nod to my Swedish heritage. So it means north. Like it's like, mm. you know, part of the word Nordic. So um at first when we were trying to come up with cool names, like the word for bread in Swedish, it would just be mangled by every American. So there's what is no the way. bread? Bread. <laughs> bread. Yeah. So, I mean, that'd so be cool because it has, bread. like, the O with the two dots over it. So, that could really be uh, cool. <clears throat> See, my, I, I, the, my only contribution is I wanted something like uh, like what we have now. Like, your hat, I modeled after, like, the independent truck uh, for skateboards. Okay. Because I wanted, like, a one-word name, and I wanted, like, a symbol. And that's why we have, like, the O. Yeah, the O for Nord. We actually had that trademarked, so we're hoping eventually it kind of, like, is synonymous with, like, sourdough and that people would could use it just to, like, they would use, like, um like a kosher stamp or something, like, mm-hmm. just for people that have sensitivities that they would know uh, this is, like, something I can eat because it's oh, got the so O cool. on oh, it. So cool. we'll see. see Expanding into the trademarking and things. Yeah. Somebody already, like, contacted me and was like, oh, that those can I... 
If buy. you ever give up, up the name, can I buy it? Because my initials, I don't know, something. I'm like, see, this thing is paying off already. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's awesome. Are you into blacksmithing too? <coughs> no. All right. I didn't see that. I didn't no. see that. No. No. Enough. Get you I have, I have, hammer. Yeah, I have like no super cool hobbies. I think it's like um it's something like we're both trying to be more mindful of is like trying to do things outside of just working. Mm. Um I do have like I have a fourteen year old daughter. That lives with us like half the time. So it's like, you know, between just like mom duties, work duties and, you know, all the yeah, cats. and Being all, like, a mom isn't a hobby. Just yeah, so right. I know. <laughs> well, you know, and the thing for me is like pre back breaking, I had like a ton of hobbies because I was like very much like in the outdoors. Mm. So part of like my whole, you know, like trying to learn how to blacksmith is like trying to like rediscover who I am and like make new things for myself because like I can't really snowboard anymore. I can't skateboard anymore. So like, I've got to like come up with other stuff to do. And yeah, this is like part of like Danny 2.0, like the machine. Yeah. yeah. Before <laughs> back. Uh, He's know, like, I'm back. And yeah. Then after, <laughs> yeah. Then now I'm an after back. So like, I'm Danny AB, like trying to like figure AB. out what's going on. <laughs> oh man. It's funny. You say you're not a people person. Cause you're pretty, f you're pretty funny. You're probably one of the funnier people we've had on this show. It's pretty easy when you're just talking into a microphone. Like, yeah. Cause I, you know, you forget about like all the people that may or may not be listening <laughs> and all that. It's kind of like, Oh, we're just in this little room and like in this little bubble. So yeah, it's, it's a lot kinda, easier. It's kind of like one of the reasons we started the podcast. Cause there was just like never any time to sit down with people and talk like everybody's on their phone all the time. Yeah. Right. And, uh, I was just like, you know, it'd be a cool way to meet people. It was like we had a <laughs> yeah. podcast, and then it just cool. got really out of control. Yeah, the, the best part for us is like we are constantly listening to podcasts. Yeah, too, that's yeah. all we so. do while we're while we're prepping bread. It's like podcasts. Howard Stern, we're huge fans. Like since mm. you know, we're yeah. both like products of the '90s when he first was around, or early eight or late '80s. But yeah, like my like. Early morning is definitely, like, a lot of, like, punk rock. Mm. And then soon as Bianca shows up, like... He has to it's turn like mom's it way home. down. Like I, like, it's like she pulls in the parking lot. You're like, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> it's like, he's been up for hours with, like, a lot and more coffee, coffee under his belt. And, like, and, like, I walk in and it, I'm just like, okay. Like... Enough. And then, what, like, what's the, what's, like, the podcast lineup right now? Murder. We're into like a lot of true a lot of crime. Murder. You yeah. are into it, or you are into it. Women are always into like scary yeah, murder he shows. He says stuff like, just don't do this to me. I'm like, I'm way too <laughs> lazy to, to like kill. I think she's him. just doing like research, actually. <laughs> research yeah, just like sending Ted Bundy she's, notes. She's just trying yeah. to figure out like the perfect way to murder me off. Yeah. Like, she's start I, a I bread company and I then put them in the oven. I need them too much to. Yeah. That's when, dude, moment. when she has redundancies in your systems, that's when you got to watch out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Soon as she's like, all right, we have like some really good employees. Now we need some life insurance. Uh, then yeah. I'm like, oh man, my time. They'll just <laughs> find like a, a metal rod in the oven. That'll be the only <laughs> thing left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you do like the murder podcasts and then. Yeah. It's like that stern and. I mean, that's really kind of. And then, you know, like then there's music, but we've just. 
realize that, you know, now we have some other people in there and like everyone's taste is kind of varied and, you know, a lot of people have taken to just like putting their um, earbuds in. Yeah. And just kind of like, which is totally fine. I don't, I don't mind at all. But I, after a while, like we spend so many hours, like just kind of is standing in one like place, like doing this like shaping thing that. After a while, it's like you need something on in the background, but it's almost like then everything is just annoying after a while. Like you, you can't figure out like what it is that's mm. going to make well, you happy plus after a while. Pretty much like gone through the we've whole, through like everything, every murder podcast. I think yeah. we've gone through because now like uh, Bianca is searching through YouTube. Yeah, to, and and I'm like, oh, we know this case. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Jim can't swim and stuff like that. Have you heard of him? Mm-mm. On YouTube, look him no. up. He does like a lot of uh, he breaks down interrogations of oh. people. That oh yeah, we murder. have listened oh, we, to that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. interrogations yeah, see, have been my think. my latest thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I'm not into the interrogations. I think it's pretty boring. But she'll I watch like a four hour interrogation yeah. of yeah. like someone, and I'm just like, oh god, kill me. Like, I just yeah. like how they break down people. Yeah, you know, the psychology. psychology. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't have that kind of time. If they could like get it down to like you know 15, <laughs> 20 minutes, just put it on the background. Yeah, it's like break it down. All right, at this part, this is what he does to manipulate this guy and. Then yeah. we'll go to 38 It's all part later. of my, my yeah. research and development. Yeah, right. <laughs> How to get away with it. Yeah, because yeah. like after you murder him, you got to go through the oh. interrogation and get away right. with that. <laughs> be ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny if they like got through your search history and they'd be like, mm, she did it. Yeah. No evidence, but <laughs> there's I mean, a lot of circumstantial evidence. This podcast is going to be part of like all of their, you know, they're just going to pull this podcast up at some point. Yeah, so I could just, busted. yeah, I could just see a like a prosecutor just like going to a jury and just be like, there are hours of interrogation <laughs> footage, hours of murder <laughs> podcast. She's got like, her ten thousand hours of murder. In, she's right? an expert, <laughs> and no one knew it. <laughs> no yep. one knew it. <laughs> like we found out, dude. <laughs> yep. Episode 139 or whatever <laughs> yeah, we're on yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't know. 139. We just have to like hope somebody actually. That'd be like our big break. Yeah, what? right? Like our okay. podcast is just stagnant, slowly growing. But like she murders him and we just blow up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, thanks, Daddy. Like, no. like, What's the greatest thing that happened to you? Well, right? it's I mean, this, dangerous is, it, to talk this about. is your passion. And I do like to help people realize their passion. <laughs> so, I mean. Like, oh, man, this is. You're like, Daddy gave his life for this podcast. <laughs> 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 this episode is sponsored by Norbred. Yeah. <laughs> Pour one out for Danny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, crumble up this loaf for Danny. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just have like one of your like. Your little blunt loaves, like framed. <laughs> yeah. See this? See how this tip is blunt? Like, see how yeah. this pretzel is shaped so much differently than the others? That's yeah. Dang. This I was could, the last. We'll pretzel sell the hell out of some bread too, because it'll be like this is the this bread was baked in the oven where Danny was cremated. Oh yeah. 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 It'll be like any time a rapper gets shot, there's the record sales goes through the yeah. roof. I think we're on to something, guys. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Danny. Yeah, I mean, it'll be worth it. It'll yeah. be worth it. I mean, we it's could be totally worth it for all you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or we could just fake it and just set you up and back up in the woods in like a cabin or yeah, something. Like yeah. Tupac. You could, would like that. Do a fake Danny death as yeah. a promotional stunt. Yeah. I could do that. I'll have like a suit of armor made in a year. <laughs> <laughs> just like just like the he's end of the there. episode that everybody thinks you're dead and it's just like slowly just like bang. Yeah, and then he's delivering and like, Stroman. Oh my god, threat. Danny's alive. <laughs> Next thing you know, I have like a full robotic exoskeleton like out of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and snowboard again. Yeah. yeah. God damn, you guys should start like a YouTube show and just like at the end of the season, just kill Danny. <laughs> <laughs> season finale. <laughs> season finale. Everybody's just like, oh man. Uh-huh. Your sales go through the roof. <laughs> They're like, who's that now that's in the bakery? I have like a 
cheesy mustache on. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's David. <laughs> that's Manny. <laughs> that's Danny's twin brother, David. <laughs> yeah, where you're like, you discover your long lost twin brother in like episode three. Yeah. So that like we can just like, he's coming to work. And then he just shows up at the end of the I'll only like bring this up because it just happened and you've brought up like a sibling but i found out like two years ago through ancestry like don't mess around on ancestry unless you're ready to open up pandora's box <laughs> but i found out that i had uh 12 siblings that i never knew about oh yeah. what, what? Right. so when you're saying this I'm twin one brother, of 13 <laughs> yeah yeah Jeez. he's got a strong bloodline uh, yeah oh. papa was a rolling stone i'll just say yeah. that yeah He's like, what if he, what if you had like thirteen brothers all with the same name? Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> well, the one brother is three months younger than him, and his name is Daniel David Perez, and his brother's name is David Daniel Perez. <laughs> I, wow. Dad was just running out of names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Daniel David. That was David Daniel. Yeah. we're good. Yeah. Have you like made contact with any of them? With How many minutes into this are we that we've just gotten into An hour this? Thirty-two. <laughs> <laughs> That's when things get lit. We got to go to page. We got to start doing Patreon after an hour and fifteen because yeah, that's right. when we find out stuff. Like <laughs> <this>. <laughs> so you've made contacts with any with of these? some of them. Yeah. yeah. And the funny thing, it's like I grew up in Huntington Park, Philadelphia. They all live right around Huntington Park. Oh, okay. So this isn't like a different state. Your dad wasn't like a traveling salesman. Mm. No, like in fact, like when I went to go see my one, meet my one sister, my one brother, I was like, well, there's my elementary school. And uh, we looked for you. I was like, that's the park I played in when, you know, I was a kid. And uh, yeah, and I actually met my uh, sperm donor and he was like, yeah, I looked for you. And I was like, he's like, I haven't hired a private uh, detective. I was like, well, he must have been a really shitty private detective. Yeah, yeah. Like, I grew up like four blocks from his house <laughs> right now. Like. Yeah. So, like, these were all people, like, how many different ladies? It's like, how many, like... Um, I think... I think that, like, there's, like, six or seven. Okay, so there's, like, two. I was ladies. a one-off, and my brother David was a one-off. But no. there was some women that he had, like, multiples with. And did, like, any of any of them ever, like, find out about each other pre-ancestry, or was it, like, a clean exit? Well, my mom found out about my younger brother when my dad used to own a bar in Philadelphia, and I guess there was, like, some altercation, and he wound up at the hospital one night. And my mom, like, you know, rushed to be by his side. And there's, like, this other woman there, like, well pregnant. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And they're both, like, <laughs> pregnant yeah, standing they're both there. Pregnant Welcome to the time. bar business. Yeah. It's like a, like a soap <laughs> opera. Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> That's so, crazy. Yeah. That's my yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> and then he ran to the woods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why he's like Obi Wan, or he's like Anakin, or whatever. Uh, Luke Skywalker, yeah. where he runs the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, well, I had already run away from Philadelphia, like, right out of high school. And uh, I came back to be with my lovely, yeah, lovely Yeah, we wife. knew each other from high school. We dated for two weeks in high school. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I went to Sweden every summer for six weeks, like, because my family's from there. So we always went, and, you know, I would 
it was before like cell phones and computers and all that. So all summer I was like writing him letters and he wrote me like two letters back that I was like totally reading between the lines. I'm like, yeah, he's so into me. And meanwhile, it's like, how are you? I am fine. Whatever. <laughs> it's like, why, why are you making me write schools over? Yeah, right? <laughs> and when I came back, I was like, I'm just going to surprise him at his house. Like, you know. That, and he was there with his girlfriend. <laughs> so, I so mean, six we, weeks is a long time when you're that yeah, age. It totally. Yeah. I get it. So then, like, uh, we reconnected on Facebook, like, 20 years later. And, yeah, like, uh, my, uh, like I said, I didn't have the internet in my house till like, 2013. And my uh, daughter was in high school. And she was like, how come everyone else on the planet has the internet and we don't? And <laughs> so they finally broke me down and, like, we got the internet. Internet's the devil. Yeah. I was like, gotta stay away from that internet. But, um, so she actually made me a Facebook profile. Mm. And then within, like, a few days, I got back in touch with Bianca. And, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Right. Yep. A little love story. Yeah, well, love like, story. All that technology. Technology. Little Facebook love story. Shout yeah. out to Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Making magic happen. <laughs> maybe he's not so bad. He's a Russian agent or he's something. An alien. Yeah, oh, he's definitely an alien. <laughs> not, we'll, not we'll go down the alien road another yeah. day. <laughs> there uh I actually have like a little bit of investigating to do. There my wife was um because her business is like all online. So it's She's constantly like on Facebook pages or group pages or things like that. And I have a guy in Doylestown who's like an investigator who is posting all over Facebook group pages about a UFO sighting. What? So I'm like, this guy is coming on the podcast. Yeah. Nice. We're coming up. We're, we're, yeah, getting, right? we're getting our local Doylestown UFO investigator on the yes. show for oh, sure. Man, I can't she like screenshotted the conversation to me and sent it to me. And I'm like, yep. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. Sounds like, like a a good one. Like I gotta know him. Yeah. yeah, you know what would be really funny though is if he like comes on the show and says like the one UFO sighting was like in your parking lot, <laughs> and then like all we come back to the orc. It all just gets like, tied in. He's like summoning him somehow. <laughs> your sales go through the roof because people think you're like ancient <laughs> alien red or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yes, I'm in. This is great. Um, do you have any other culinary questions? Yeah. Um, I was I was just looking at this post right here, and it said that you guys kind of made this in a mistake. Yeah. How often do you guys experiment and accidentally do things? Um, well, we just had yeah, something we last had weekend. <laughs> yeah, it was like an employee mess up. They put... Um, Instead of putting maple syrup in, like, the English muffins, he dumped a bunch of molasses. Like, mm. I just happened to look over. I'm like, why, why is that all that color? And he's like, oh, just put maple syrup in there. I'm like, no, 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 that's molasses. So we actually turned it into a loaf instead of the English muffins. And it was awesome. We rolled it in poppy seeds and wow. it was slamming. So yeah. we, I mean, we really try to like waste like nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, like if any, if any time we get stuck with anything, we cut it all up, make croutons, make bread pudding, whatever. We really try to waste absolutely nothing. So if, if something's salvageable in any sort of a way, we're going to try to do something. And, um, yeah, that just happened to be, that was supposed to be focaccia and, uh, we and didn't add enough water to it and, uh, we made loaves out of it. Yeah. And then like every month we also get to like experiment too with, depending on like what is available for us to change the flavor of the month. Yeah. So we get to, you know, not make, not make it so that it, 
it's always the same in that respect. You know, at least we have like one new thing to yeah. like kind of obsess about. It came you after you. Like I'm going to break my tooth in here. <laughs> um, yeah, the other the other thing we did from the very beginning is like all of our loaves, um, besides some of the ones with seeds, are all the same price. So we really it was like a kind of an experiment because we were making these kind of out there flavors. And then we would have plain. And we didn't want someone to just be like, well, the plain's cheaper, and I'm afraid of that other one, so I'm just going to go with, like, the cheap one. Mm. So we just made them all $10, so it kind of works itself out in the long run. But, like, we could have a, you know, turmeric apricot loaf there, and then it's right next to the plain that's the same price. And it really has helped. People will try all kinds of stuff when, um, you know, they don't have a cheaper, safe option. That's an interesting tactic. I like that. Yeah, yeah like, uh, we... What we liked the zaatar spice, so we got into like using that for uh, like a carrot zaatar bread, and people were like, "Well, what is that? Like, I'm scared of it." <laughs> well, if it's like the same price as the plane, they're like, oh, "I'll give it a try." You know, like yeah. I can't spell it. I don't trust it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. I'm yeah. not gonna <laughs> eat it. Yeah. So that that's that has definitely been like a neat experiment to just you know push people's like boundaries with just flavors or just yeah. trying new things. And um, and also just our price point is on the higher side. I mean, there's a lot that goes into the bread, but also I do think that people just have kind of more respect for things that they pay more for. So like, yeah. you know, when you do pay $10 for a loaf of bread, like you're eating, you're figuring out a way to use the whole loaf. Like you're not just eating half. It gets kind of stale and you chuck it in the trash. Like people are then you know, chopping it up and making bread pudding or whatever. They're using every bit of it because there's, you know, like a value attached to it. Yeah, I also think, like, you could probably charge what you charge because, like, the value is there. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, I think if you were, like, a, like, basic bread. Yeah. Like, people would be like, oh, I'm not. I'm not yeah. going with I that. Mean, but in like the, in the beginning, there was a, like, uh, you know, at the farmer's market, somebody would be $10, you know, and they'd <laughs> just walk away. But we had samples then because it was, like, pre-COVID. So they'd take a sample and, like, be walking around, like, grumbling about the 10 bucks, And then they'd be like, I kind of walked around the whole market eating that one piece. That was pretty good. I think I'm going to buy one. Yeah. So yeah. that was cool. Yeah. And also, like, all the ingredients we use are either local organic or like being transitionally farmed so like they're not sprayed and they're not gmo and unfortunately that comes with the cost yeah, yeah they unfortunately in mm-hmm. this country they cost a you know substantially more like just for like a bag of flour you can get um you know like a, a more commercially produced wheat flour for like I think it's like $9 for 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. We're paying like $40 per 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not, not like boohooing about it, but it's just, that's how it is across yeah. the board if you want more quality ingredients. Yeah, I think our country just got a little carried away with the factory farming and that whole model. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. There, there should be more. I mean, there there's a decent amount of local options around here yeah. if you look for them. It's sure. just people don't want to spend the time to like drive to the butcher on Saturday yeah. and then drive mm-hmm. to the local dairy f- milk lady right. and then drive to get the bread. Like people don't want to spend the Saturday doing that. But, but that I think the farmers market model allows everybody, like farmers market people, tend to be a little bit more health conscious. I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, and for you, sure. you took the words right out of my mouth. I was say that's the beauty of the farmers markets is uh, you can get your produce, you can get your proteins, 
your bread, of course, and, um, you know, other things too, like handmade soaps and just products that people put a lot of care and quality into that you can't get. And I'm not trying to like beat up on like an Acme or a giant. Throw them under the bus. Yeah. (laughs) But they don't really have those types of products as readily available. Um, So that's where the farmer's markets are clutch for people that want to have local and they want to know where their food is actually coming from. You said you guys do five farmer's markets. Mm -hmm. Which, what are like the five markets? So we do Horsham. New Britain, Doylestown, Wrightstown, and Yardley. Okay. So that's where it started. Yeah, that's Yard- where I first had their bread. It was that's in Yardley. Yardley was yeah. the one where it popped off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember my wife would, when we lived in Yardley, that was like every Saturday morning. That's her and my mom would go to Very cool. the, the Yardley one. Yeah. Yeah, and we try to like support uh, the local businesses uh, or local farms as much as we can. Uh, like Love Grows CSA is a big one that we use. Um, Troger's Farms in Kittersville and uh, like Blooming Glen. Now we're just starting to get like a relationship going yeah. with them. That's a pretty decent size farm. Yeah, we're doing yeah. their CSA this year. It's been awesome. Yeah, like yeah, it's a really nice. I mean, we've gotten a lot of business from them. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. You got anything else? No, I think I'm. Do you guys <laughs> have anything else? New? We're good. Thank no. you so much. I'm yeah, it was very nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's time for bed. Yeah, I heard your stomach rumble. <laughs> 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 he needs to, yeah, the beast needs to eat. Yeah. You know Someone's blowing that D uh, D the D horn or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you heard the fog one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. This yeah, no, fun. it was Thanks a it a was lot. a pleasure meeting you guys. You guys were awesome. Yeah, this was a lot more fun than the first one we did too, because the first <laughs> Again, he was just this kidding. Was a lot more fun than the first time <laughs> we did. HR nightmare. It was just weird, like that whole deal. It was like, what podcast was that? I, I don't, don't remember name the it, name. But we were like, he doesn't at, remember the name either. I don't either. But um, <laughs> was it rotated views? No. We'll just say podcast names no. on here. <laughs> no, I just it. didn't know because that's uh, that's the only other podcast that I know that's <laughs> but local. Was, uh, but I'll have to. I'll, I'll, I don't want to throw that under. But it was like we were at like an outdoor like cafe kind of thing, and we were like talking, and it was like like a little tape recorder sitting there, and I was yeah. like, "This like feels like a real." Yeah, we've got sound panels and stuff yeah. in here. Yeah, you got like legit microphones and Yeah, we started with the microphones and like the audio system just because I can't stand listening to podcasts that are the bit poor, just quality. Poor, just quality. poor quality. Yeah. There's so there's there's celebrities podcasts that we've checked out that I'm like, how do these people not have like somebody being like <laughs> yeah. your audio is trash? I know. Right, right, now right. I can't even listen. I don't care what what the content is. I'm like, sorry. Like, yeah, we've never done a Zoom one. We've yeah. had a bunch of people ask me to do Zoom podcasts, and I'm like, that's uh, just a conference call at that point. Yeah. Like, it's not right. the The audio is everything in a podcast. Absolutely. When people Absolutely. Uh, people talk to me about starting a podcast, I'm like, you gotta start with like, yeah, good microphones and just a system to edit it easily and then the cameras come in because of youtube and oh, that's okay. like that's where that all got edited because i was like if we're gonna do podcasts we might as well have a youtube channel <laughs> 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 so but you you guys were a good time this was awesome definitely one of the yeah, better podcasts I, I feel like yeah. i learned a lot and awesome. it was cool to hear about like your story was just very you know you had everything 
You had murder, romance. <laughs> there Facebook. was romance. Like, yeah. Battling looks <laughs> in the parking this lot. This is literally, this is like HBO might be trying to buy this right now. <laughs> <laughs> this no more bread business for us. This yeah. is, this we, had is culture, we, had, we had culture. We had yeah. European culture. We had yeah, everything in we this. We had to figure out you had other family, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This was like, this was every genre of TV show. We had comedy, soap opera, Drama, education, murder, education, science. Yeah, science. Animal ah, Planet. We got yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we saw yeah. This was shit. everything. This episode checked all the boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first nice. one ever. Yeah. <laughs> Go Nord. <laughs> yeah, it took us almost 150 episodes to get it right. <laughs> but um, so people can find you, Nord Bread, on Instagram. Yeah, and we have a website, nordbread.com. Damn, we locked it up. That's awesome. Booyah. Yeah. So what's the easiest way for people to get in touch with you? I guess the website. Yeah, yeah we yeah. don't have a phone. Yeah. No phone. Right, no. no I mean, phone. it's 2022. Like, yeah. No one is calling Nordbread. No. <laughs> Somebody right actually now. did call me the other day, and they were like, oh, yeah, it came up uh, on your PayPal or whatever. It was my cell phone. I'm like, uh, oh, the whole weird. time she's like, can I? And I'm like. Wait, I'm sorry. Like, I just have to. Like, how are you calling me? Right? I, I just am. Right. I'm panicking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm panicking that you got through to me. Like, yeah, that's what that's DoorDash set you guys up. And they've been <laughs> they've been calling. Yeah. <laughs> They're like releasing your phone number. <laughs> my phone's never been anywhere near no. anything well, on the website. He gets to work and puts it in a silent pocket. You can't even find him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's only used for the timer and and the like punk music. rock until I get there. And, crash the whole party that's awesome well thanks guys thank and, you um, thank you gilmar thank you rambo for and uh hit the subscribe button find us on youtube spotify you know the deal this was an incredibly beneficial podcast for everyone we had everything in this episode <laughs> and uh thanks for listening